Yeah. Cool. Um, so first, let me start off. Like at first, when you started popping up, you were kind of mysterious. Like you weren't doing a lot of interviews. Uh, people didn't really know exactly what you looked like because you always had the sunglasses on. How does it feel now to be in the public eye like this? Uh, uh I, I, I think I kind of liked it better before, but but it's like, it, you know, it's like to get to a certain level, like people gonna want to know everything about you, so you gotta just kind of give it to them piece by piece, and and not give too much at the same time. So it has been like doing like a ton of interviews. Like, how has that felt? Especially That's cool. It's, 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 it's not, it's not tough for me. It would, it would have been tougher for me early in my career. Cause I, maybe I would have answered the questions from like an egotistical standpoint instead of just being honest, but now like I'm more balanced. So I could just answer the questions, how, how I feel for real. And I don't got to lie. So when I do an interview, it's really easy. It's just like having a conversation. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, first thing, this is something I've been wondering myself. What music did you listen to growing up? Um, I listened to like everything because because um, my sisters when when my sisters grew up in my neighborhood it was it was predominantly like white so they were listening to like to be honest like 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 rock music stuff like that Radioheads um, Morrissey uh, I, I could keep going but like that's what they were listening to so I, I grew up as a kid kid listening to that so when I got to like 11 years old 12 years old that's when I got introduced to hip hop and the first hip hop was like Nas um, and then like 50 Cent shortly after and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's, a, that's very similar to me. I grew up, you know, like liking Radiohead, Van Halen. And then like, as I got like into middle school, I started listening to Nas, Biggie, Cameron, shit like right. that. Right, it's just like, it's just like in my neighborhood, like the immigrants hadn't, hadn't come in yet. And when, when all the immigrants started coming in, it, it, it was like, it was, it was all colored people. So the whole culture just changed of, of my neighborhood. Interesting. That's, that's I, I don't know, I wouldn't have taken you for a Radiohead fan, but that's pretty cool. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I respect, I don't listen to it on a daily basis, but I definitely when I was growing up, I liked that stuff, so I could, like, respect it, and it helps, it helps when I'm, like, making beats and melodies and stuff, it just makes my, like, brain, like, wider on that, on that aspect. Uh, speaking of, like, you producing, at first in your career, you were producing most of your own music, and now you have Wheezy and Metro producing full projects for you. What was the process like trusting other producers with your projects? Shit, I mean, it, it's easy for me to like see like if a producer is, is a strong producer just because I, I, I watch them work and, and, and I know what it takes and how it works. So I've known Weezy for like five years now for a long time, even before I was like EXO or anything. So um, just like I just, I just always knew Weezy just he always gets his bass notes right. His drum patterns are always some pattern that like I, I couldn't think of myself. It, he just has his own wave, you know. And then with Metro, like is it, Metro's like. Metro to me is more like, like it's 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 a it's a it's a slower process, but a more detailed one. It's like more like he's paying attention to every detail, especially right now the way he's been working. Like last couple of times I've seen him, is every detail matters. Yeah, he always seemed like a very detail oriented person. And when you say that thing about Wheezy, I really hear that. Like his kicks are always so perfectly in sync, and is like it, they're so symmetrical. I don't know if that makes sense when I say it out loud, but like all his beats are like. They're just made so perfectly. I really love what he did on that project. Oh, I think I think you cut out. Can you still hear me? Hey. But um, even 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 you know we did no debate when we did no debate in Toronto. Like Money Music, my producer had come up with um the the, the sample for like the the melody. You can you can hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Uh, you can see me too. Huh? No, I can't see you. Oh, there you go. And now I was back. This is my Wi-Fi is kind of messed up. Oh no, I can see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when Money made that sample and, and Weezy laid the drums for uh, No Debate, um, 
there was three or four producers in the room, including myself. And I asked all of them, I'm like, yo, would y'all have ever imagined like to put th that that drum pattern on this? And everybody's like, nah. We're all like, yeah, that's that's why Weezy's Weezy. You know what I mean? Yeah, Weezy's been one of my favorite producers the last couple of years. And I honestly really love the Metro album. Uh, like Call Me, Perfect Timing, uh, Hold You Down, which I'm going to get into later. Like those are some of my favorite records of yours. Um, yeah. So throughout your last few albums, you've been able to let people into your day-to-day -day life more than your earlier work. I feel like in your earlier albums, it's kind of more about your inner turmoil, kind of about what was going on with you personally. How did that transformation arise? Um, I don't know, like, probably it's like, I don't know, just as you mature, like, and you keep recording, like, your subject gonna change and you're gonna want to be more like witty with your words and more relatable so i mean i feel like it's just natural like growth right now like i don't really know how to explain it it's more like i don't know it's just naturally like it just went that way because <laughs> um, i think about records like myself uh up uh like those are records where you're really talking about what was going on with you but now in like emergency tsunami you're kind of talking about what's going on like in your day-to-day -day life like what your week looks like that was a difference for me as a fan personally yeah i'm not gonna lie like when i made this uh, one song that i realized was was ten toes down when i made ten toes down that stuff really wasn't really really going on in my life i kind of anticipated it to happen so that stuff that i wrote about and made the song about ended up happening later in my life and I, when i listened to the song it's like i kind of like attracted what happened that's actually my favorite record of yours ever, Ten Toes Down. That is my favorite song. Yeah, but that stuff wasn't really going on when, when, I, when I made the song, but now it's more like that's what's going on like I a couple years ago. I love the melodies in that, man. That, I, I listen to that, that song weekly. Um, that's crazy. Uh, how has your life changed since your first project? Um, there's, there's like, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just taking really just taking it all in. Like, I feel like the last five years just flew by because I was just thinking about what's next, what, being on tour all the time and doing the albums and everything. Um, now it's just more like, especially with COVID, it have, it, it's got to sit down to a point where like, just me and my thoughts and like, it just, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know, it's like recalibrating. So like, that's how I feel now. Compared to then, I was like, oh, it's lit. Let's go, let's go, 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 let's do this, that do that let's go shopping let's do this because now i'm just sitting down and just being here lose a sense of time and then just life goes by um do you think you'll always be trying to prove your doubters wrong and how does that fuel your work because i heard on like emergency tsunami you kind of talked about people who doubted you in high school and that made me think like is that really what fuels a lot of what you do i mean not high school so to speak like but it don't really fuel it it's more like I'm I'm just making music because I like to make music, and I and 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 God bless, I get paid to do it. So, Cash told me one thing: he's like, you're you're, you're still underground if you have no haters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you got no, like when I was underground, nobody ever hated on me. So it's it's like a it's like if, if people are hating on you, it's kind of like a sign that like, yo, I'm in the big league now. Like, look at look at basketball players. Like, I got basketball player friends when they don't do something right, the one thing they don't do right, they be hating on me, and really they don't. Think about all the work they put in and do it. You know what I mean? All the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that the people don't think about it. They just blame us for whatever we don't do. So it's like, you can't really, I don't work against hate, but it's like a byproduct of me just following my dreams that I just, I just crush certain people out.
it's it's interesting because i feel like the critiques of you are like almost unwarranted like you do a lot of more unique things than most people who are making the type of music you do like i i can never really put my finger on it why people said the things they said early on in your career i mean look at me right it's like i think i think that's what it is like i always tell people like if i if i was a fan and i wasn't me and i was looking at me there's chances i probably hate on me too and 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 that's just me being one thousand percent. Um, but I mean, like, like no one's ever like a hater from like a page. They're never gonna really get to know me and be around me. I feel like when people get to know me and be around me, it's like then you're gonna understand why all these artists fuck with me. Why does Nav get everything done? And everything because because you can even ask my artist friends what how I'm like. Like and and that's what I think. I feel like my personality cut through because I'm just myself. Um. One of your greatest strengths as an artist is your ability to collaborate, as you were just talking about. And you saw that especially on Emergency Tsunami with uh, Sababy and Lil Baby. Who do you think you've had the best collaborative energy with? I'd probably say, if I say top three, I'll say Uzi, Gunna, and um, Thug, uh, for sure. Yeah, I, I would say Uzi too, especially on the Metro Project. Uh, there was a couple joints on there that I still are in rotation today. Um, I feel like Emergency Tsunami saw you experiment with your sound in a way that's kind of fresh for you. Was that more on the part of the production from Wheezy or your growth as an artist? It, it was both. Um, in a way, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of boxed me in to work with just one producer and one sound, and I and I kind of, it, it, it maybe, kind of, it, it kind of made me realize how I could set a tone for a whole project, and. Um, that's what I learned through this project is that I can really set a whole tone for a project and make it kind of cohesive instead of just having track to track. Yeah, that was the big difference. Now, see, that's a big difference between your projects and a lot of other artists who make music like you. It just feels like your projects have purpose behind the sequencing. Like, there's a, like when I was listening to Emergency Tsunami, it flowed so well. Like, the, it, it didn't feel like a bunch of jumbled songs from different eras. You could tell that everything was really cohesive and laid out purposefully. Right, and even like with the sound, like I, I'm, I'm, I, I used to, I'm an engineer background, so I'm, I'm really adamant on like using the same engineer, the same mic, the same compressor, the same um, uh, preamp, everything the same. Even the, I even record off my laptop. Like I bring my laptop, and my engineer records off my laptop, and 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 all the stuff's on my computer. So I, I'm just really like, uh, like you know, pause anal on that. But um, like basically, what was the question again? Uh, I, I was just saying, like, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. I, I was basically, oh, I was oh yeah, about, yeah, yeah, everything flows. Everything yeah, flows, right. The so, of the so, album. So, so it has to do with consistent recording, consistent people that I'm working with. And then, and then also me, when I go and I make like a song like Nasty, the next time I go in, I'm not going to make the same song like that. And then the last finishing uh, icing on the cake, which is really important, is cash he comes through and he really comes to me with the um, track list and be like, yo, I put it in this order. I leave that kind of to him. And then, and then, and then we'll go back and forth. But really, usually he nails it. You know what I mean? And my, not even usually, like every time he's pretty much nailed it. You know what I'm saying? So that's, a, that's one of my blessings. I got cash, you know what I'm saying? So what is your experience as being an engineer and a producer? And I'll, I'll get into your history as a producer. What does that bring to your music? What do you think, what do you skill do you think that has brought to you, knowing every single part of how a song gets made? Uh, nothing will be out of tune. Um, 
like even if like a lot of producers they 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 come in they have they, like I can hear on a bass note like one one note is off key and I'll change it I walk in and I'll change it by myself like nothing's ever gonna be out of key um everything will be clear um and then and then I don't know like like yeah that's it, I guess <laughs> it's just very unique most mo I feel like that doesn't really happen a lot anymore like back in the day like you had Cole you have like a couple people who would truly produce their own stuff engineer their own stuff or have done that in the past and you, you're kind of in a unique situation where you really built yourself up in the industry yeah for sure um what was the biggest risk you felt you took on emergency tsunami biggest risk um shit dropping on the same day is fucking election day and shit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if it makes you feel better, that made me that that was definitely something that helped my anxiety out that day. <laughs> um, uh, on your last record, Good Intentions, you had one of Pop Smoke's last posthumous features. How did that song come about, and what was it like to put it together? Shit, my man, slow. Um, one night in 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 the studio at the studio that we go to, a lot of artists was in different rooms, and and I was like, man, today is like crazy. Like you, I don't even remember which artist, but there was I think Meat Mill was in one room. And I think um, Dolph was in another room or something. I don't know. There's a lot of people at the studio. So in my room, it's just me. And 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 um, Slow had just walked in with um, Pop Smoke into the room. And I was like, and I was like, um, you know, I was I was surprised to see him. And I was like already tired and already at work, like a long a long day. And I was like, um, you know, um, like I wasn't even ready to make music. So we made we made um, two songs. And that's that was it. And then when when he was um, when the day that he passed, I was actually booked to do a session with him. And, yeah, I, remember, um, I remember reading that that you guys were like, yeah, together. again, really sorry yeah. for your loss. Yeah, no, it's whack. I mean, I mean, it's it's his, it's his family's loss and stuff. You know, even more than mine, and, and it's unfortunately. But um, yeah, everybody took it out that day. But um, yeah, it was really my my friends flow really just being known people. He just really just brought him in the studio, and that happened. Um, so in, in hip hop, where do you see your biggest influence since you've started? In hip hop, um, probably like, it's a mix of like artists and producers, I say. I say when I, when I, when I was like at the peak of like, I'd say like, I knew my beats were really good, but like nobody really knew about me. I, I followed Drummer Boy a lot. Like I really like Drum Boy because he had, um, a, a mix of like you know, uh, melody background and like you know, um, yeah. he, his his notation and stuff. You could tell he had a music background, and then on top of it, his bass notes was knocking on key, everything. Like he was doing all those Jeezy songs and those um, Gucci Mane songs. And um, yeah, that's who I looked up on on that side, and then the other side was like you know whoever I was listening to, Nas, Fifty, um, the, the Diplomats, you know, Joe Santana, um, all the people at that time you know so both both worlds but so producer i was more so looking at producers got it do you have some like producers that you grew up really listening to like pete rock or like anyone like that man i used to try to make my drums sound like timberland and i don't, still can't do that um and uh dr dre pharrell you know all of them cool uh, and in the last few years, you've dropped a hefty amount of music with four projects in the last four years. Do you see yourself dropping at that pace for the rest of your career? 
I'm gonna slow it down a little bit right now because I'm just going in a different direction with this new stuff. But um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna slow it down now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is uh, where we're talking about Ten Toes Down. Something I've I've thought about your whole career with songs like Ten Toes Down, for example, and Tap. Would you consider your music more geared for extroverts or introverts? Hmm. I say I say both. I have like I have my moments where I'm trying to like you know let's party like it's like a club thing now, especially like like tapping those songs that we're doing well in the club. But um, when it comes to my vibe and stuff, it's definitely stuff like you listen to on your own. Like nobody listens to like love songs with the homies in the car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I've definitely had someone some people put on slower songs in the car of yours like i said me and me and my friends were really amped when your first album came out because we were following you on soundcloud like with when again with myself and up and all those records and when when the full mm -hmm. album dropped we we were definitely playing that in the car even some way we played that in the car right 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 shit i i don't really be knowing what my what any of my fans listen to it's like kind of like a puzzle to me except for like if i look at the stats and stuff but you know yep hey well here i That's, am yeah i like a I don't know. It's a mystery, man. Ten toes down, man. That's the record I still still go back to. Uh, how That's do you? Crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, it was just cool because I like I'd kept track of you since like your production days, and I'll get into that next. But um, yeah, it was cool to see you to see you blow up, especially with that record back in yeah. the day. Um, how do you think you fit into the lineage of Canadian hip hop? The lineage of Canadian hip hop? Uh, uh shit. Like, if you think about it, like. I'm kind of like the epitome of like what happens in Canada. Like I'm I'm a I'm a Punjabi kid that that grew up around, you know, other Punjabi kids and and Jamaicans and and, and Africans and Somalis and 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 and, and you, you, if you're from Rexdale, you know I'm just like a Rexdale kid, like I'm the exact same thing, but like now I'm a Rexdale man, but it's like it's like, I'm the epitome that like anybody could do it from like where I'm from. So like, yeah, that's where I kind of fit in. It's like, um, even like with Abel, like Abel's a, a, a Ethiopian kid from like Scarborough, like, look, you know, running around downtown and now look at him, he's the biggest, it's like, that's what Canada is. It's like, you can be Persian, you can be anything. And, and, and if you're from the culture, like if you, if you live in the hood or if you live in like that kind of culture, anything, you, you, you really got that flavor and you can really get out. Yeah, that was the cool part about seeing you ascend was like just seeing a different representation in hip hop, something I'd never seen before. Yeah. Like, like it's cool, like being the kid of an immigrant. That was like that was really cool for me. Um, so speaking about Canadian hip hop now with hindsight and not like talking about all the controversy around it. How do you feel about having a hand in producing back to back? Like, what did that moment feel like for you being involved in such a big record before XO? Oh. Uh. I, I I wasn't I wasn't popping as an artist when I got that placement I, at all. Like I was like maybe a little bit like buzzing, but like on SoundCloud, but like nothing nothing major. Like that was that was way bigger than what my music was doing. So it just felt like a fluke, and like I didn't know any of those people personally. I just knew the producer that I made the beat with. That's the only person I knew in the scenario. So um, it was just like damn. As a fan, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like I really did this shit. It's kind of crazy. And what did you specifically do on that beat? Just for like me personally, no one's ever like cleared up what exactly you did on that. I, the original beat was half the speed. So when it was half the speed, I had laid down six melodies, like the chords, that dun, 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 those, and five other ones. And then when the song came out, the beat was double the speed, but it still just kept my chords on it. Cool. So that, that, that's what the part that I did on it. 
that's when your name started popping up for me because I'm a production credits person. So that's how I knew you like produce a lot of your own music is because I'm always looking through the producer stuff. Um, yeah. What part of your ascension has required the most personal growth from you? I don't know. I'm trying to think. What, what was the most? Say that one more time. What's the, what part of your like ascension, like you, you blowing up has required the most personal yeah. growth from you? Cause in your music, I hear you a lot saying that there's certain things about hip hop that you don't exactly, or being famous not, that you don't not, love. I'd say like not giving it, not giving it to what my ego tells me. Like if someone's talking shit about me or something like that, always going to be something like that. Like really just like putting away my pride and just like focusing on what's important in front of me. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Because I was always wondering, because like in your music, you do talk a lot about like what bums you out about being famous or like what bums you out about like having to go out to the club or maybe having to hang out with people you don't like to hang out with. So I was wondering, like, how did you adapt to that? Because it feels like you really have in the last couple of years. I mean, when I say it on a song, it's like it's like the song is like my punch, my punch bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like relief. So um, that's why I do it like that. That's, I mean, that's why I think all of us do it. Um, but I forgot the question now. Oh, uh, no, you answered it. Don't worry. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if you could give yourself advice six years ago when this all started, what would you say? Slow the fuck down. Just chill the fuck out. You're trying to do too much. Like, you're just going crazy. Talk too much. Like, shut up. Like, <laughs> like slow the fuck down. Like, you're going to be straight. In five years, you're going to be straight. Stop bugging. All right, man. That's all the questions I have for you. Thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me, man. This was really a personal pleasure. Like, I, I'm really happy to You're have done this, man. Yeah, I'm happy now, too. Appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir.